The portion of God's word for our special meditation this morning is the first reading from Deuteronomy chapter 11, verses 18 through 21 and 26 through 28. You can find those verses on page 6 in the service folder if you wish to follow along with them as I read them now. Put these words of mine in your hearts and in your soul, and tie them on your wrists as signs and as symbols on your forehead. Teach them to your children by talking about them when you sit in your house and when you travel on the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates, so that your days and the days of your children may be many on the land that the Lord promises to your fathers with an oath. As many as the day home your homework so that you can com- complete your assignments on time. Of course, as we get older, uh, the reminders that, for example, our spouse might give to us are, are a little bit different, but probably still they, they do give us reminders from time to time. Remember to stop at the store on the way home and pick up some milk. Remember to go to the bank and, and take out some cash. Some people might even tie a string around their finger to remind them of of something important that they need to do or or write something on their hand as a reminder to themselves of an important task that needs to be taken care of. Many times, of course, if, if we forget to do something, it's usually not such a big deal, but sometimes there can be some very disastrous consequences that can result from forgetting something. For example, if a, a pilot forgets to adjust the flaps before takeoff or forgets to put down the landing gear before attempting to land the aircraft, well, uh, disaster can result for such lapses of memory. Now, if our daily life is truly to be a walk with the Lord, a, a communion and fellowship with him, it's imperative that we remember the kind of life our God wants us to live and to enjoy under his blessing. Today's sermon text from Deuteronomy chapter 11 takes us back to a a dramatic point in the history of the people of Israel. When the people were gathered on the east side of the Jordan River, about to make their long-awaited entrance into the land of Canaan that God had promised to them and to their ancestors, a land that God described in glowing terms as flowing with milk and honey with all the bounties of the earth that they could imagine or desire. But are they ready? Are they ready to face the hostile occupants of the land that they would have to drive out in order to be able to occupy the land that God had promised to them? Are they ready to be able to cope with the temptations of the the heathen and, and idolatrous lifestyles of the people that will be surrounding them? and to enjoy the bounty of the land without forgetting the one who is giving them all of these blessings in the first place. Now, throughout their wandering in the wilderness for 40 years, we see that the Israelites had often forgotten the goodness of God in his promises to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They had forgotten even the, in recent memory, in recent history, the great and mighty deliverance that God had had worked for them, bringing them out of their slavery in Egypt. But now there is to be a new opportunity. And so the Lord has Moses, God's chosen representative, gather the people of Israel and prepare them for their new life of grace in the promised land by first recalling the past. 
The key word is remember. Of course, we humans don't remember everything. We're very selective in our memories. We often choose to remember little bits and pieces of trivia about our favorite uh, athlete or favorite TV personality or, or actor or actress, while at the same time ignoring an important bill that should have been paid yesterday or last week. Through Moses, God called the Israelites to remember his words. And he says, put these words of mine in your hearts and in your soul. Our minds flash back to God's promises to Abraham, that through Abraham's descendants, all the nations of the earth would be blessed. We recall that God had made a covenant with his people in which he would be their God and they were to be his people. He had remembered his covenant with them and had dramatically delivered them from slavery in Egypt. Then God had brought Moses to the top of Mount Sinai and revealed his commandments for the life of his people. All of these words from God, words of love, pardon, and care, as well as words of his holy will, all are now again recalled by God through Moses for the Israelites as they prepare at last to enter the promised land of Canaan. God's words are still powerful and effective today. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, God tells us in his word. And he also tells us that he still upholds all things by his powerful word. Through the word of the gospel, we have been made wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. And that same word, God tells us, is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, for encouraging one another as we live and, and face our todays and every tomorrow. God's word includes all of his rich promises to us, his promise that he abides with us forever, his promise to strengthen us and to equip us and enable us to do all that he desires. To forget God's words and disobey his commands, he warns, is to receive the curse that he set before Israel that day. But to remember his words and to obey his commands, he promises is to receive his blessing. The encouragement to remember God's word is important because of the many alternative words, alternative messages and philosophies that are around us in the world today clamoring for our attention and our adherence and allegiance. The introduction to the gospel reading for today from Matthew chapter 7 warns us to watch out for false prophets. Jesus says, not everyone who says the name of the Lord actually speaks his true word. Our modern information age is filled actually with much misinformation about what the Lord and his word say. Those who put God's words in their hearts and minds will not only avoid disappointment, but instead they will be ready for life and to face all of its challenges. Christians can readily agree that remembering God's word is important. But almost simultaneously with this conviction comes a dangerous temptation. We may think that we already remember enough 
of God's word, and we don't really need to learn or to remember much more than we already have in our minds. Weren't we already taught all the great Bible stories back in our Sunday school and, and vacation Bible school days? Many of us studied Bible passage after passage in, in Christian day school or in confirmation class. Moses taught the Israelites the principle that remembering God's word must be an ongoing, constantly practiced activity in everyday living. It's just as ridiculous to rely on past presentations of God's word for today's living as it would be for a spouse to feel that the professions of love that were made during the wedding ceremony are sufficient for the rest of married life together and that no more expressions of love are needed throughout however many years you remain married to your spouse. An absurd idea. We know that it's critically important for our marriage to express our love regular, regularly to our spouse. And so also our intellect and our emotions must also be shaped and, and con continually formed and molded by God's word. Our planning and our reaction must be in accord with God's will as revealed in his word. Our sins must be removed by the pronouncement of his full and free forgiveness through Jesus. You are justified for Jesus' sake by your loving Heavenly Father who declares about his children that he will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. In Jeremiah chapter 31, God constantly, continually reminds us through his word and sacraments of his great love and his constant will for us. He reminds us through our public worship service and also through our private and personal devotions at home. He reminds us so that we will remember. How do you personally remember God's word? Maybe you don't, you don't literally write them down and enclose them in a little, little leather box tied to your finger as uh, traditionally some observant Jews still do today. There are other ways to remember God's word. For example, it can be helpful to have a cross or a piece of Christian artwork or other Christian symbolism in a prominent place in your home and in your office as a reminder of the work that God has done to save you and what he still continues to do for you today. If you keep a Bible and perhaps a devotion booklet on hand at home so you can easily spend regular time in God's word, do you know the joy of making the study of God's word a priority in your life? As we look at Deuteronomy at chapter 11 and the surrounding chapters, we see that the Lord was not only preparing adults, to uh, the adults of the people of Israel, to enter the promised land, but he was also concerned about the generations to come. The generations who would carry forward the promise of the Messiah and live as covenant people of God even amidst those hostile surroundings of the, the peoples around them who were their enemies, uh, both politically and also religiously worshiping false gods. Now, sadly, the philosophy of many parents today is to simply let their kids make their own decision about religion and what they believe once they are older. But, of course, those same parents will still force their kids to go to school and learn non-religious subjects and still make them eat good physical food. 
parents here today and, and perhaps watching online, for your children's sake, do not neglect the spiritual training of your children. And of course, also just bringing them to church or bringing them to Sunday school also is not enough according to God's instruction. God commands you to teach his word to your children. It must be a significant part of your everyday training and rearing of your children. Talk to your children about God's word, whether you are sitting at home or, or on a road trip, whether you're winding down in the evening or getting up in the morning. When you watch TV, talk about the kinds of values that the, that the program that you're watching presents for their lives. And if those values match up with what God says in his word. When the news blares out the viciousness of the world around us, remind your children of the forgiving, loving God who is watching over us all. When advertisements entice your children with the allurements of the unbelieving world around us, talk with your children about the things that are really important, things of God and his will. When your children discuss their career aspirations, lead them to consider how they will serve God with gladness in whatever career path lies before them. Remembering God's word is so crucial because there are only two possible outcomes for our life and our future. One possible outcome, as God warns the people of Israel and warns us about, is to forget God's love for us, which is ours through Jesus our Savior. If we forget his redeeming, forgiving love, we certainly will have no desire or ability to do his will as given in his word. And so God sets before us the curse. If you do not listen to the commandments of the Lord your God and you turn away from the path that I am commanding you today by walking after other gods whom you did not know. If we forget the words of the Lord, we will lose the life that God intended for us as his people, eternal life with him. We will have no share in the blessings that he came to bring. The second possible outcome is to listen to the commandments of the Lord your God that I am giving you today. If the Israelites had listened and followed God's word when they entered the promised land, they would have enjoyed continued prosperity and blessing. Now, obeying God's commands doesn't mean coercing or forcing others into following his will, but rather dedicating our lives to all that God desires, from the spreading of the good news of salvation through Jesus to the moral and ethical decisions that we make, the way that we relate with our spouse and our children and our parents, our spending habits, and even our, our retirement plans and savings. What a tall order that is. And God knows that that is too tall of an order for us to handle on our own, by our own ability and wisdom. We forget. We get tired of trying. We have other interests that so often seem so important to us, even more important than God and his word and his will. We run out of time and patience as we try to train our children. Sometimes we even might wonder whether it is all worth it, just as Israel of old often wondered. Praise God that his Holy Spirit reminds us that God himself has called us by his gospel, that he has made us his own dear children through water and his word. 
but he has assured us that with him there is forgiveness. And that our righteousness comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. God does not forget his grace or discard his love for us. In his great love, he remembers us while forgiving our sins. All for the sake of Jesus, who died to remove our guilt forever. God's Holy Spirit reminds us that our dear Savior has promised to be with us even to the end of the age, that God enables us to do his will and to to do, actually to do what he wants in our everyday lives, and that he reminds us of and, and renews in us his love every time that he comes to us through the body and blood of Jesus in the Lord's Supper. Through such remembering, we are ready to live for him in our daily lives. Our remembering will constantly feed us the fuel of God's love, enabling us to be ready to do his will in our daily living, whatever situation we may encounter. To him alone be the glory. Amen.